Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Professional Insights. Uh, my name's Brandon Curry. Josh Bond. Jeff Collins. Trevor Lindy. Uh, thanks very much for listening and subscribing and sharing and all this kind of great stuff. Um, again, we have, uh, from last week's episode, we, we have um, the magnificent, uh, the wonderful... <laughs> Never forgettable. The sexy radio voice, uh, <laughs> Alex DeGenis, uh, owner of uh, Sky, Skyway Fine Cars, uh, Subaru of Niagara, and Henley Honda, answering a whole bunch of questions that we've had from uh, our listeners who, who, yeah, just wanted to, uh, you know ask us about financing versus leasing, which we tackled in episode 22. Um, so Trevor and I, uh, along with Jeff, you experienced this as well with, with purchasing homes. And uh, maybe you see this on the on the, the real estate corporate side there. Uh, maybe from the payout side. Yeah, from the payout yeah. side. Um, yeah, we definitely see it on the payout side. Uh, we get a lot of people, Alex, uh, asking us about what the heck is negative equity? So can you just in, in brief terms, what is negative equity? And then we'll go on from there. Yeah. So negative equity, I think, is defined as uh, uh, the difference between what you owe the bank. So there's a bank loan or there's a lease that you've, you've, you've signed up for. So it's what you owe. If you have a seven-year finance term and you show up four years in and say, I'd like to trade my car in, there's two things that I need to know. How much do you owe and how much the car is worth? If there's a difference between what you owe the bank or the financial institution and what the car is worth, it is typically not in your favor. So if you owe $10,000 on your bank or lease loan and your car is worth $5,000, there's a $5,000 difference. And that is defined as negative equity. And we have to reconcile that one way or another when you walk into the showroom. It doesn't just go away. Right. So, so negative equity is essentially the loss that you're going to take on a vehicle. Correct. So I can, I can look you straight in the face and tell you there is no penalty to get out of my lease or my finance term. No penalty. The penalty is, my definition of a penalty is there's no unearned interest penalty. In other words, they didn't, some financial institutions, when you get a mortgage and you go in and say, I'm here to pay off my, my mortgage. They say, that's great. You don't get a potted plant. You get... A, a charge for unearned interest, a penalty for unearned interest. Mm -hmm. So if you use the word penalty, I, I, I caution you because there isn't a penalty per se, but the value of the car is not directly connected to the loan value, which is sometimes confusing to people. Right. Like if you, if you paid cash for the car, it doesn't mean the car's worth nothing in four years, right? So the, yeah. the, the loan value and the car value aren't connected. So, so we get, sorry, sorry, Josh. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So uh, we're so polite. Uh, we it's, get it's, because this is a Canadian show, isn't we, it? Yeah. No, please. No, please. A? No, please. No, no, please. You go ahead. Um, the so standoff. It's my turn. <laughs> you went so, last time. So, so Trevor, so Trevor and I, a lot of the time, uh, and Trevor, like, chime in on this one as well. Uh, we sit down with people, and they've got these crazy financing uh, terms, like. I think CBC News uh, has done an investigation on all these these crazy um, terms, which is like eight-year leases, you know, 96 months, 200 months. You know, yeah, they're paying a buck a week for, for the car. But, um, you know, Trevor, you want to like... I, I think a lot of... What I see a lot of is the, the guy getting into the truck every with time. the lowest... Every, every time, time. With, the, 
to make that payment affordable to make you know and when i say affordable i'm talking 600 700 800 a month sitting at you know financed eight nine years and they say i want to buy a house and they pull up in a 800 a month truck and well and this is the funny part <laughs> every so, time so it happens just to talk on that you can't get a mortgage no nope. <laughs> one thing that you get a truck you know <laughs> I, I run quick calculations for people when i'm doing an application and one thing that i can tell anybody listening is Roughly for every $100 a month you pay in a car payment, it is going to impact your mortgage approval by $25,000. So if you're pre-approved or potentially pre-approved for a $200,000 home without a $400 a month car payment, as soon as we add that $400 a month car payment, you're now only eligible for $100,000. Wow. A lot of people don't realize that, that when they're getting into I didn't know that. the car. Well, and well, I think, Alice, go ahead. This is why, yeah. right? So so it's actually, it's uh, so to touch, tie in with what you just said yeah, it's it's worse because that eight-year loan that that cat has has gotten into remember the kid starts in grade nine he graduates high school he then goes to university gets a four-year degree you're still making payments on that truck so that cat typically gets out early four five six years into an eight-year term then he's got five grand that he has to figure out what to do with that cat typically doesn't have five grand to get him back to zero, so now he's got to roll it into the new vehicle. Yep. So now you're taking a $35,000 vehicle, now you're taking a $600 payment, making it $700, and you're still making payments on the car that you traded in that someone else is driving. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I, I just need, that's a visual, right? Yeah, you're still true. making payments on the car that you traded in that someone else is driving for the next term. <laughs> And uh, really, that's, a thank you card too. No. Well, no, that's the direction no I try and go with people, and I tell people don't roll your car. Like if I'm doing a refinance, if we can get away with and not roll that car payment into the refi, that's the route that I try God and go. Bless because you. all of a sudden, people don't. They, oh, geez, I'm, I'm freeing up cash flow. It's like yes, but we're just we're reamortizing your mortgage. We're doing a new term. We're putting that whatever amount, $5,000, $10,000, $25,000 into that mortgage that's now going to take you 25 years to pay off. That car has been sent to the pasture a long time, may have had two, three, four owners, but it's gone and you're still making payments on that car. Yeah, and the, people don't realize it. The the Listen, uh, can I say pissed off on this? Yeah, on this you podcast? can. Yep. Yeah. So the, I, I, I'm, just did. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed off. And, and, you know, when the government comes out and says, hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're gonna really tackle this mortgage thing with a default rate of nothing, and we're gonna go after. Amen. We're gonna go after the low hang. What low hanging fruit? The obvious fruit is right now. I have financial institutions that are actually encouraging people to put their car. There's they're going right past lines of credit. They're going right past lines of credit, and now tacking on your car to your mortgage. Yep. To your mortgage. Yep. And and so so when I. It just ma- it makes me crazy because, to your point, th- no one, not one financial institution in 30 years has actually quantified the ramifications of making that decision in a dollar value. So I'm going to repeat that. There's Most people will come into the dealership and want to buy a $30,000 car for 29000 
Do you agree with that? Sure. Yeah, you typically walk in and yeah. you want a you deal, want a deal, right? Yeah. I haven't met too many people that walk into a dealership to look at a $30,000 car <laughs> and yeah, want to say, I'd like to pay seventy three. No. There's well, not a lot. Well, Bondo's a lawyer, so he can't. No, but, no, but, no. But, but <laughs> not a stupid lawyer. No one in my lifetime is going to walk into my dealership and say, I'd like to pay $73,000 for a $40,000 car. And that's exactly the decision they just made when they came out of their trusted financial institution, except that little detail wasn't disclosed. I'm in an industry where it's full disclosure and somehow the financial institutions can get away with doing this and not telling you the ramifications of your decision. Because I'm wearing, you know, it's interesting when you talk to a doctor, I'm wearing a lab coat and I'm a professional so I, you, you get talked to differently. When you walk into your financial institution versus a car dealership, boy, there's a level of expectation that you're being looked after. Let me tell you, I sell cars, that's my product. Financial institutions sell debt. That's their product. Get your head around that. Yep. They sell debt. The longer they can keep you in debt, the more money they make. That's the deal. I want you to discharge your loan because I found your appetite gets heightened when you discharge your loan. You want to buy another, your appetite to buy to another, another vehicle mm -hmm. gets heightened. Yep. They want to keep you in the loan as long as possible. So I just met a beautiful young guy that works for a credit union who looks after their members. He is one year at a university. You know what his job is once a week? He gets a list of people and his task is to go down that list and determine who he thinks have equity in their, in their mortgages and call them and get them to convert their, their credit cards and their lines of credit into their mortgage. So you're taking a short-term loan and you're attaching it to a long-term finance. That should be what the government is going after. Well, and because that's going to impact your ability to retire. That's going to be that's it's going to keep you on this treadmill that you're never going to get off of. And that's what people I have people that I'm selling a $14,000, $10,000 used car and I'm setting up a loan. You remember what that was like, folks? A car loan. It starts one day and it ends in another. And the customer would say, "Thank you. I just want to I just want to go to my my financial institution and get their opinion." It's a $13,000 car. They come back with a $230,000 uh, uh, finance uh, uh, line of credit. credit. They've just been to the boat show, yeah. and they've just got enough to, to look after. I'm just shaking my head. Going, what just what just happened to you? No, I mean to tack on to that. Then, if you're refinancing your mortgage, a lot of times you're going to have to go see a lawyer, and you're going to be paying there as well, right? So there's costs associated with it, it's, roll, it's, rolling it as opposed it's, to it's, just a straight loan. A to. beginning and an end. It is it is crazy. And then, I mean, on top of that, too, and, and I think you hit the nail right on the head that we've, we've chatted about in previous episodes. You know, they're going on about trying to... The fact of the matter is, in 2016, the, the, national, the national default rate on Canadians' mortgages was less than a half a percent. Canadians do not default on their, mor on their mortgages. They don't. Um, it's statistically proven. However... People that have been leaving cars and and massive credit credit card balances and and all this kind of stuff that nineteen point nine nine percent you know I have had clients with ten percent car loans and I'm trying to help them save to retire and I'm looking at them going you don't have any disposable cash and at that point I'm sitting here going now keep you know I'm not the one that told them to get the ten percent car loan I'm not the one that told them to rack up their credit card debt but I have to fix that. And I have to rely on the fact that they're going to be able to, 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 to stick to the plan. Otherwise, they're not going to retire. So sometimes with 
the only option is taking a 10% car loan and rolling it into a home equity line of credit because they... It's, it's, it's interesting, Brian. Sorry to interrupt you. But yeah, go you, ahead. You, just like a, if you've had four accidents in the last six months, uh, something happens to your insurance rate. That's right. It goes right? up. Yep. You, you, get, you, you bruise your insurance rate and you get, a, you get paid, assessed a penalty for a period of time until you can be uh, accident-free. Yep. So anybody who's paying 10% for a car loan has typically earned that rate. Yes, that's they, correct. They've yes. bruised their credit sufficiently enough sure. to say, this is sort of a get-me-done, right? Yep. It, 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 get me, like, whatever. Yeah. I don't even ask what the interest rate is because you're just happy that you've got a monthly payment. Right. Right? And you've earned that. You've done it through default. You've done it through late payments. You've done it through uh, 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 being a, a debt whore. Can I say that word? Yeah. Yes, you can. You uh, just did. Yeah. So, it's more the exception, not the norm, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess, you know, how do you then at, at your establishments, um, how do you teach your and guide your, um, your sales individuals to be more of a coach? I, I think if, is what I'm understanding that you, 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 yeah, go through you, like a needs you know, analysis. go through it like a needs analysis. It sounds like you do a needs analysis with your, with your customers. I mean, you got to trust the people that you're talking to, right? And I mean, you know, I think that goes to the point, right? I mean, uh, before listening to your, you speak, I mean, uh, I would trust you more based on what you've just told me because you're looking out for my benefit. Well, the, listen, uh, full disclosure, man, I, I'm, I'm, this isn't Mother Teresa Motors. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm doing it to sell you a product. But I'm not doing it to sell you one. Like, I'm a 51-year-old guy, man. I'm going to be in it for the long haul. Long so I, I, this is a long-term gig. So what? I sold one. How do I sell one? Yeah. Well, I got him into a $187 payment over 160 <laughs> yeah. term. You know, and, and then, and yeah, it'll be the only one I do with you. And correct me if I'm wrong, you probably, I don't know, know a few people. So this is a long-term gig for me. I'm not, right? Yeah. So yep. Yep. Pure, full disclosure, man. Like, I want to sell you, I don't want to sell you one, I want to sell you 10. How do I do that? Well, I think I've, I've experienced that you're, high, you, again, I'll say it again, you're, you're, you have a heightened appetite to do it again with me. If it goes well, if it goes well yes. going in and it goes well coming out, yep. if it's easy, if I, if I start assessing $5,000, you know, if you owe $5,000 to get out of the thing that I put you in four years ago, that's the thing that you remember at the end. Yep. It doesn't feel very good. You don't want to do it with me again. Well, sorry. <laughs> kind of going a little bit off you're talking about easy to get in i my big question that i've got is um I, you know deep down inside i know the reason behind it but when it comes to financing financing or leasing somebody walks into the dealership really in most cases if they've got good credit there's no documentation required no it's no not going in like not going in. and and even with the banks if you've got scotia and td which are big dealer financing yeah, companies they're still, they're not even asking for documents. And people, you know, trying to, they don't understand how it can be so easy to get a car, but then- Which so is a depreciating asset. And then so invasive to get a mortgage, potentially from that same institution, because they're just getting, you know, sorry, you know, kind of- But the value of the asset though too, Trevor, has to come into play there, right? Most vehicles are a little bit, you're talking, right? You're talking you about a 30, 40,000. Into the canal, yeah. you're not doing anything with that house. That house is going to stand there unless you burn it down. Well, so, so I'm going to answer, I'm <laughs> right? going to answer, yeah. I'm going to answer your, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you asked Sorry. a question about consultation and, and I'm going to, I'm going to ramp the, the, the hyperbole up a little bit and say, this is a, this is a damn intervention. We're staging interventions yeah. right now because, because candidly, as a car dealer, 
sleazy car dealer mm -hmm. that's just trying to jam me, my credibility is not quite as great as the financial institution's credibility. That's what makes me Perception-wise. Perception-wise. That's correct. So yes. you walk in and you see a cat wearing a white lab coat and you start calling him Mr. or Dr. Sir. And, and Sir. You come into a greasy car sale. The, the the stigma is totally different. Hey, you. I think with any <laughs> but but when I really, when yeah. I tell when I tell customers that the financial institution's product is debt and mine is cars, they typically sit back and go, "I've that. never thought of that." I love that. I mm -hmm. sell debt. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. The longer I keep you in debt, the long more money I make. Yes. And that is the goal. When you give a one-year-at-a-university student a list and get told to, to make this list of people who've got balances, positive balances on their, on their mortgages, and call them to get them to put their credit card and their lines of credit and their cars onto the mortgage, that tells me the fix is in. Mm -hmm. So this is an intervention. I am now having to prove mathematically how you're getting, for lack of a better term, jammed at your financial institution. Mm -hmm. No, it, you're it, getting jammed. Yeah, that's I, I. It makes me crazy. So we have a spreadsheet, and 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 here's the, here's here's the benefit. Well, I really really like the line of credit. Why do you like the line of credit, Mr. Jones? Well, if I get into trouble, I can go interest only. I can self-adjust. I can take this four hundred and fifty dollar car loan. Car loan is defined as a beginning and an end. And I can self-adjust. What does self-adjust mean? I can go from 450, and maybe a couple times a month, I can go from 450 to 250. Maybe a couple times a year, I can go from uh, from a, a, a $350 payment to interest only. Well, if I did that a couple times a year, interest only, and I did that and I self-adjusted only a couple times a year, you took a four-year car loan and made it 12 years. So, so what happens is most people will come in and say, what's your car loan? We'll say uh, 4%. And they'll say, well, I can get 3% at my, at, through my line of credit. So it's cheaper. Well, is it? Right. Because the way you consume that. that Correct. Right? We're, we're calling financial institutions and saying, what does this customer owe on their, their asset, on their car? And the, the banks don't even know anymore because the customer has put their, their, their trip to Disney, their kid's first year university, they've paid for the new roof, they've added the washer dryer. We don't even know where there's a beginning and we don't know what the customer owes anymore. Right. So when you make those self-adjust, those benefits that they've baked into the line of credit mm -hmm. and you've put in you, and you self-adjust just a couple times a year and you, you, you go interest only just a couple times a year, you take a four-year loan and make it 10 plus, they're not telling you that. They're not sitting down and giving you that disclosure. We're doing that now. We're saying, hey, Mr. Jones, this is Canada, man. You can do whatever you want. But let me just explain to you the ramifications of what you're doing. Do you still want to do that? Do you still think it's a good idea? And that's when people are going, that's when the light bulb's going off and going, I don't want to do that. Well, and it's 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 crazy too, and they're trying they're trying to hammer down on mortgage rates and and, and amortization on mortgages and, and all this kind of stuff, where the default rate is extremely low. Uh, you can only do a loan to value at max with a credit unit at eighty percent. Yet, credit, yeah. right? But they will give a five thousand dollar credit card to a university student who is not making any money. Brandon, people are putting there's the average Canadian's got forty five thousand dollars on their line of credit, and more than half of them are doing interest only. Yep. So that, but but. But as a government, we're not tackling that. It that, that we're not, issue. We're not yeah. touching that. That's not a problem. Right. That's not a problem. Let's, let's is what is what we're being. Yeah, yeah we're going to stress, stress test mortgages. mortgages. Yeah. Hello. That's the fix. <laughs> right. No, it's called lobbying. That's what that is.
Um, how are we doing for time there, Trev? I we're just shy of twenty it, now. It's impassioned though. Well, so um, yeah, then good. actually, I got a question for when you're saying yeah. that we're doing full disclosure. Are you referring to your company? Or are you referring to the auto industry? No, in general? I, I, I'm I'm saying my company because I'm candidly a little pissed off with customers coming in and saying I'm getting a better deal at the bank, yeah. and I'm saying. Uh, okay, the are interest, you? Rate, the interest <laughs> yeah. rate on the line of credit is a point better, but but are you actually paying less mm -hmm. overall yeah. based on how you consume? And when 50% of the people are paying interest <coughs> only, and when and 50% of the people have a $45,000, uh, right? I, I've got there's, a, there's I've got very a friend few who's people. got a mortgage and he's had it for 10 years, and for 10 years he's paid interest only on the line <laughs> of credit for his house. And not a penny of principal. Well, I mean, the equity's now, gone now, up, now, so now, he's got a little yeah. bit, but now, he's still now, not paying anything. Now down. you can now, so you can make that decision, but typically when you provide the actual amount of dollars, and you attach it to that game plan, mm -hmm. and you say to a customer, "What I just told you in the original, hey, I got a lot of customers that come in wanting to pay twenty nine thousand dollars for a thirty thousand dollar car." But if a customer says, no big deal, I'm just going to go interest only, and I'm only going to, and I'm only going to, I'm going to self-adjust three times a year, and I'm going to go interest only a couple times a year, and you go, hey, man, that's great. You can do that. Mm -hmm. However, you're going to add $9,000 to your, then, then the customer goes, what? And then that changes things. The whole conversation. That changes yeah. things. That, that changes your behavior going forward saying, I have to change my lifestyle because that is, that just made me sick to my stomach. But nobody's doing that. So you well, can sign up. it's a value added. Sorry can, for interrupting, no but problem. it's a value added, right? I think that you're providing because I don't think, I mean, I've bought several vehicles across the year. <clears throat> Nobody sat down with me and had that discussion with me. Well, Nobody, not one. Well, and honesty, I've owned, I've owned, really, what yeah, it comes down to I've owned, I've owned over you're, half a dozen. You're laying in on those, right? No. So. Oh, okay, you can call it all that, and I'll take yeah. all the accolades. However, again, <laughs> let's be blunt. We're in business. Well, you're going to make I'm money. I'm not selling it. I'm not, I'm not in it for the one deal. I want to sell you nine of them. And referrals. So, so bottom line, if we have this conversation and you said, I've done this ten times and I've never had this discussion with somebody, then you're thinking, hey, these guys aren't the monkeys that I thought they were. Mm -hmm. And so we're having an adult conversation. You're showing me real math. You're showing me real amortization. Mm -hmm. You're showing me real ramifications for the decision Truth. I think is a good one yeah. because my financial institution told me so. Mm -hmm. And I go back to the mantra, they sell debt, that's their product. And that's what they're in it for. And so the longer they can keep you in, guys, this is, this is affecting my industry. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if it's true that your appetite gets enhanced to buy another vehicle when you discharge your loan, the opposite is true. Mm -hmm. So if you are stuck in this negative equity rut or interest only rut, your appetite to do it with me is diminished. Well, you're gonna blame the car industry as a whole, and really, and just be negative about it and tell everybody you know, don't do this, don't buy a car, blah, 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 and blah. And you might be forced, nobody, nobody's driving an eight-year-old, well, there's not a lot of people that are driving an eight-year-old car because they want to, mm -hmm. unless it's a vintage whatever, <laughs> right? They, they're, they're doing it because they have to. And they, they have to because they've made poor decisions and, and not had this type of dialogue that we're having in this podcast. But, I, I mean, I think what you're resonating, and it resonates across the four of us and people that we have on there, we're, we're in business to make money. Everybody is. Otherwise, yeah, you, exactly. you're not, you know, you're not a martyr. I'm not a yeah, martyr in that yeah. sense. But we care. Right? And it's that added caring that you give to your, your customers, your clients, that have them coming back and have them telling their aunt, their uncle, their yeah. friends, right? Yeah, so. I'll take it. Well, uh, 
Thanks very much there, Alex. Yeah, no, that was, was uh, yeah, a really you. great episode. Um, so, uh, Alex, how, how do they get a? Uh, how do they get a? Guys, we're on all the social media platforms. So, uh, my email's on our on our main page of our website. So it's uh, Henley Honda, uh, and it's Subaru of Niagara and Skyway Fine Cars. So Subaru of Niagara is uh, different than Henley Honda, and Skyway Fine Cars is our independent used car lot. So. Uh, we've got sort of all angles covered. You can reach me anytime through those portholes, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, you know, all the good stuff. Get in touch can. with Alex, Google him. And uh, thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, Trevor, how do they get a hold of us? Anywhere podcasts are found. Google, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and more. Apple TV. Thanks very much. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> thanks very much, keep, everyone. Keep the questions keep, coming. Keep, Stitcher, the, correct? Keep, Stitcher, keep, yeah. keep the questions coming. Thanks very much. Out. Ciao. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.